Hey, church people, look alive and listen up. I'm Eddie. I'm Tommy. And we're the Skid Guys, and we want to be your spiritual guides before church begins. We want to help you be better than you were the day before. And as you can see, the countdown has already begun. That's exactly right. We're here to sound the alarm. Because some of you looky-loos, you come in here every week and you do the same thing. Wow, you know who you are. Let's start with the ones that have the specific seat. And if you're late and someone else is in that seat, you get kind of mad. You walk on by to find another seat, but you give that person a look of disdain. Show them a look, Tom. That's the look. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. Here's another thing, all right? When you come into your worship center, your sanctuary, your auditorium, whatever it is you call this place, after you've grabbed one of those chocolate-covered donuts, look, make sure your teeth are cleaned. Hi, you're started. Uh, nope. Come on, go. Nope, go. Get out, no. No, go I know gargle. I'm gonna go, go gargle. Go gargle, go gargle. We'll be right back. What? All I like donuts. I don't care. They're good. No. I can't help if I have a, a donut. Yes, you can. The church brings them for people. I don't care. And we're back. Next thing we want to help you is during the worship. You are talking, but you're pretending like you're singing. Did you see that new show last night? So good, so good, so good. I think I will binge watch that show and be so tired at work. You're not fooling anyone. We all know what's going on here, all right? And also that goes with the texting during the service time? <laughs> you're pretending like you're on the Bible app. But we know the truth. Hey, hey. Nobody laughs while they're reading the Bible app. Uh, Jesus said something funny. First mm, nope. David 2 4, it's right here. Nope, nope, he didn't. What? We'll be right back. We'll be back. What? Jesus said Jesus said something funny. He had a sense of humor. I, I don't care how messed up you are in your head. I don't know. I don't just open said, your mouth and say it out loud. I had to laugh. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Oh, yes. Okay. Church is about to begin, so let's do the checklist. All right. Uh, Bible? <laughs> yep. Coffee? Yep. Chikapati? Check. Great. Did you bring a heart that is ready to learn? Check, check, check. Fantastic. Well, folks, remember, the Bible says that with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, your time here. No, Peter Parker's uncle or aunt said it. Someone in that family said it to Peter Parker, but it's not in the Bible. Folks, it's in the Bible. Trust me. Okay? Your thing in the blue, 1248, too much is given, much is expected. And that's so true. We've been given a lot. So there's a lot to be expected. But let's go in there and have Same thing. Saying the exact same thing. Okay, you need to stop it. Listen, I don't know. This is not the time to. What are you? Hey, church is about to begin. So let's have an open heart. Let's do the possible and allow God to do the impossible. It is going to be a great time. Here we go. Get ready. Church is about to begin. Grace and peace. Welcome. I'm so glad you decided to come and join us this morning uh, here for Lovejoy United Methodist Church. 
we are so thankful uh, that you have been able to gather uh, with us today. Uh, and we look so forward to being able to continue to gather together uh, through this um, new way of worship. Um, as you can see, things are uh, just a little bit different today. Um, I am uh, doing things a little differently. I'm using multiple cameras. Um, you know, in this time that we've had to shift uh, to social gatherings, um, we've had to make adjustments. Um, we've had to do things differently. Um, and I tried my best to keep as much familiarity um, as I could uh, in, in the messages uh, up to and through Easter. Um, but today, uh, in light of the scripture uh, that we're reading, um, I just thought it was better to do something a little different. Um, you know, we're not going to do any singing on this, this broadcast, uh, but I invite you to go to the playlist uh, on our YouTube channel for worship songs. Um, and you can uh, gather and sing some of those or listen to some of those for your music this morning. Um, so today, uh, I just want to talk about the truth, um, that things are different, that things are not normal. Um, and this is not normal. Gathering in front of a screen, a phone, a TV, um, and worshiping at home. Uh, is very different than what we're used to. Um, it is very different for me. Um, sitting here in an empty sanctuary, um, you know, and just recording and talking into a camera um, and imagining everyone's face uh, as I sit here and do that this morning. But this morning, I just wanted to embrace that difference a little bit. Uh, so I invite you this morning uh, to go ahead and grab your Bibles. Uh, we're going to be looking at John uh, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. So you can go ahead and get your Bibles and, and turn to that scripture. Um, and as you're doing that this morning, uh, gathered uh, in your homes, um, let us begin uh, with a prayer. Oh God of change, as we are doing things differently, show us your presence and your plan. Help us embrace the differences and learn new ways. Grant us peace in the midst of fear and anxiety. And let the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So like I said, we're doing things a little differently. Um, you'll see that I have, the when I go to the far view, the electronics and the table. Um, but we're going to start off this morning, we're going to start off by reading uh, our scripture, uh, which is, like I said, John, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 20, uh, verses 19 through 31. So let's, let's read those scriptures this morning. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. 
Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning, we begin with the disciples. Just that night, the night right after Mary Magdalene had went to the tomb and met her, Jesus, in the garden and the tomb was empty. So the disciples are gathered in this room behind locked doors. And they're scared. They're afraid. They're afraid of the Jewish leaders that persecuted Jesus. They're afraid of uh, the Romans as, you know, this is called such an uproar uh, within that community of Jerusalem. They're afraid. And they're hiding. And they, they've seen. They've seen what happens when you go against the leaders. They've seen what excruciating pain that Jesus went through. They've seen him on the cross, albeit from a distance. Because they were hiding they hid the night that Jesus was arrested. But they looked from afar. They're trying to figure out what, what is next, what's going to happen. I can just imagine the scene that night. Them sitting around and discussing what has happened. 
discussing what they had been witness to while they were with Jesus, discussing the empty tomb that Peter and the beloved disciple had seen, discussing, discussing what Mary Magdalene had come and told them after Peter and the beloved disciple left the tomb and how she again saw Jesus, but this time he was risen and alive. And as they're, as they're discussing, Jesus appears in their midst and says, peace, peace be with you. And he shows them his hands and his side and and then, then after that, the disciples believe because you, you can just imagine this figure showing up in a locked room, how scared they were going to be and not knowing who it is or what it is. And in this peace be with you, they recognize that voice. And then they see his hands and they see his side. And that's when they believe. They see that Jesus is alive. They see that what Mary Magdalene had told them is true. They spent time in this room now with Jesus. And Jesus spent time with them. But there was one that was not there. There was one of the disciples who was not there who, who for some reason had to go out. Now, what he was doing out there, we don't know. But we figure, you know, he, he was probably out getting dinner or supplies. He drew the short straw uh, of being the one who had to go out uh, to make sure that they had what they needed while they were there. So, you know, he was, he was out shopping. You know, he was out having to find that, uh, that toilet paper that's been so scarce lately. Um, or the new thing, the hair color, so they can, they can change their appearances so that they are not known as the followers of Jesus. We don't know what Thomas was doing, but he was not. He was not there when Jesus appeared to the disciples in the locked room. Uh, and, and we don't know for sure um, how long it took him to get back. But we do know that when he did get back, when the disciples saw Thomas again, uh, they told him what they had seen, what they had witnessed, what they had been a part of, what they had experienced. But Thomas, Thomas who, who really does get a bad rap and, and gets this, this label of doubting Thomas, but he really wasn't a doubter. He didn't doubt what was going on. He just wanted to have the same experience. See, Thomas was not doubting that Jesus appeared or that Jesus could do these things. He was, he was doubting the disciples. He was doubting his brothers that were there, uh, that witnessed this. He was doubting their experience. You know, and they had never given him any reason not to trust them. Yet he wanted the same experience. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see his hands and his side. He wanted to touch his Lord. 
See, Thomas, like I said, Thomas just wants to experience the same thing that the other disciples had. Because they did not believe. The scriptures tell us that they did not believe until Jesus showed his hands and his side to them. They didn't believe. They didn't believe what, what it was. And, and they got proof of, what it, of, of that it was Jesus. And now, now Thomas wants that same proof that Jesus is alive and well. You know, and it's, and it's at this point where the scriptures kind of jump ahead. You know, where we, we begin our time on the evening of the resurrection. On the evening of when the tomb was found empty. And now we jump seven days later. We jump to the next week. Uh, and they were still gathered in this room once again. But let's, let's pause there for just a second. Let's take a sidestep. You see, Jesus had told the disciples to go out in his first. He said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Yet they are still gathered in this same location. They are still have not gone anywhere. They're still in Jerusalem. They're still fighting the fears of the Jewish leaders and the Roman rule. They just don't understand what they need to be doing that they need to be going out. So they're still gathered together in a room, gathered together um, in this place where they feel a little bit comfortable. So let's go back to where we're at. The disciples are again gathered in this house. Now, they've probably been gathering like this all week. This may be where they're staying. So they're staying in this one place. And they're again gathered. And this time Thomas is there. Thomas is not going to miss out on any of these gatherings anymore because he doesn't know when Jesus is going to show up again. So he, he's there once again. And the doors are closed. It doesn't tell us that they're locked, but they're closed. And Jesus, Jesus appears. He says, peace be with you. And then he, then he addresses Thomas and says, hey, come, come see. Come see my hands. Come see my side. And Thomas, Thomas sees the hands and the side of Jesus. And Thomas is the one who proclaims my Lord and my God. See, Thomas was, was the only one, we are told, that makes this proclamation. He declares that Jesus, he declares Jesus' divinity in this moment. Out of all the disciples, out of this being the second time that the first group, that this group has seen Jesus, the first time for Thomas, Thomas is the one who cries out, my Lord and my God. He's the one who acknowledges. The one who doubts his friends, his brothers. The one who asks for the same experience. Ask for proof that Jesus is alive. 
is the one who proclaims the divinity of Jesus, that Jesus is risen, that Jesus is alive, that he is my Lord and my God. So what? What do we learn from this? Well, this is actually the third appearance out of these. These are the second and third appearances of Jesus after the resurrection. His first was at the, in the garden with, with Mary. Then his second was with the disciples in the locked room. And his third was when Thomas was there with them. But in that first appearance of the disciples, which is the second appearance of Christ, Jesus appeared in the midst of a locked room and said, Peace be with you. And then they rejoiced. They rejoiced after Jesus said, Peace be with you. And after Jesus showed them the hands and the side. He didn't knock. He didn't give them any warning. He was just there among them without them doing anything. This is an illustration of what is provenient grace. The grace that is offered to us before we even know it. The disciples didn't have to do anything for Jesus to appear. He just appeared. We don't have to do anything for provenient grace. Because it's already there. Before we knew it was there, it was there. And that is a wonderful thing. We also can learn that, you know, we can see the triumph of Easter in the resurrection. We see this triumphal resurrection of Easter, but we must not forget the pain and the suffering of Friday. It has to be seen. Easter and the resurrection and this rejoicing of the Easter tide has to be seen through the pain of Friday, the pain of the cross. Because the triumph doesn't erase any of that. It all happened. It's still there in the scars. It's still there in the memories of the disciples the triumph of Easter could not have happened without the pain of Friday. And we must not lose sight of that. We must hold on to that, that, that things change through pain. But here and in God, things usually change for the better. And here, the pain of Friday led to the resurrection on Sunday. It led to joy and celebration. It led to new life. Now, we are in something very different right now. There is fear and there is anxiety in the middle of all of this. You know, we're sheltered in place due to fears of this virus getting out of control and um, medical and things just not being there to take care of, of everything and, and anxieties of getting sick. You know, we, we may be doubting um, what we hear. We may be doubting what we hear from those who are in charge, those that we watch on television. Um, we may be doubting the things um, that things will ever get back to some normalcy. Um, 
although it may be a very new normal. So what can we learn in the experiences of Thomas and the disciples? What can we learn um, in, in these things? And I think the biggest thing is that there is peace to be had. Because when Jesus appeared, he didn't just appear and say, hello. He said, peace be with you. He's giving the disciples peace. Because he knew things were very different. That things were going to be different from this point on and that things were going to have to continue in a different way. And that's what we're having to learn in this time is how to do things differently. We're having to worship much, much differently. We're watching a screen sitting on our couches or in our chairs, maybe in our pajamas with a nice cup of coffee, you know, maybe not watching it exactly when it's posted, maybe watching it later in the day. We're having to take the technology and use it in a way that we haven't before, uh, in a way that we can gather together. So I think it's time. Just like the disciples, it's time to embrace the difference. Now, this is not going to be easy. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be tears. There's going to be pain. There's going to be anxiety. But Jesus says, peace be with you. So let's accept the peace of Christ and that provenient grace. And let us live into the midst of this new and different time. Let's live into the whole believing without seeing. You know, we have to believe the experiences of the disciples that are recorded in the scriptures. We have to believe in other people's experiences with, with grace and faith as we grow our faith, as we grow as Christians. And even though we are separated, even though we are not able to gather together in, in a sanctuary, in a place of worship, we still gather together as the community. We still call one another. We still check in on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media platform that people use. We can still mail letters to one another and just give hope. So let's live into the peace of Christ. And let's, let's be the people that Christ, has, that Christ has showed us to be. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you to 
to all of those who were um, still uh, able to continue to support uh, the ministry of Love Joy. Um, we are just so thankful that um, you're able to do that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not an obligation to do that right now. Um, you know, you have to take care of yourselves. Um, and we, we are just thankful that you're able to still, if you can, um, support us. Um, and just a reminder of the ways that you can support us. Uh, you can uh, mail, a, mail your check here to the church. Um, or you can uh, go to the conference website and give online there. Um, so just please, you know, if, if you're able to do that, if you feel that on your heart, um, you know, you're able to do that. Just just send those, uh, send your checks to the here to the church, um, and we will we will graciously accept those gifts. We're just so thankful for that. Um, you know, uh, you know the the gifts um, that you offered are blessings. Um, you know, and, and may may those blessings bring hope and new life to a world that clings even now to the illusion of death's victory over the Lord of life. Also, I do want to invite you uh, to go to um, the worship song playlist that I mentioned uh, and to sing or to listen uh, to a few of those songs um, as we uh, gather today or, you know, just throughout the week uh, for a little uplift every now and then. Um, I also would like to invite you to join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group for the lectionary text, um, and in this we we're going to be talking about the text that we use on Sunday mornings. Um, uh, and you know, we're going to have a little bit of discussion around those. I will post those up. Um, and I am working on getting um, uh, some time schedule stuff uh, for Zoom uh, so that we can actually gather uh, as a group so we can see one another and we'll talk about the scripture. Uh, we'll talk about these same scriptures. So you have, we're going to have a couple options there, but stay tuned to the Facebook page for that. Um, we're also uh, actually gathering on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock on Zoom. Um, and we're just having a time to just check in, a time that we can see each other's faces and talk um, and just catch up with one another, but a time to just to try, to, try to see each other because it's so hard in this time uh, to, to not be able to gather and, and to see each other as much as we're used to. So uh, mark your calendars for that. Um, there will be information uh, for this week's uh, up, on Facebook, up on our Facebook page. Um, so, you know, now... Uh, as we close out this time, I invite you uh, to join uh, in the benediction this morning. Through Christ, God has given us a new birth into a living hope. God has given us an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. An inheritance protected by the power of God. Rejoice, therefore, even if for a while we suffer various trials. For life is stronger than death. Love is stronger than hate. Joy is stronger than sorrow. And the promises of God are sure. May the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Love y'all until we meet again.